You're listening to an Imagine More podcast. The presentation you're about to hear was recorded as part of the 2021 Get That Good Life Conference. Hi, I am Gav. I am here to tell you about Tom Neal and Helen Neal. Tom is nearly 24 years old. He his, is on Learn My Business. Tom likes to travel, a girl the pub, and hang out with friends. And Henry now is Tom's mom. Helen's work for C.L. Pam in South Australia. And today Helen will tell us how Tom's business start and grow. I hope you enjoy listening to Tom's dog. Hi everyone, I'm coming. This is my mum, Helen. Hi, we're speaking today from Ghana country and we'd like to acknowledge the traditional owners of this land and pay our respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. I'm a family member, business owner and a good neighbour. I'm a traveller and I've been to 51 countries. Recently, I became a godfather to my cousin's baby, William. I'm a writer and member. I'm a gin goer, a scuba diver, good friend, and a lover of beer and chicken wings. Yeah, she had some last night, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, we went out to the pub last night. So this slide here, I'd just like to say, whilst it's a really simple phrase, it's one that speaks really strongly to me. And I'll warn you right now that I do use lots of cliches, so sorry about that. But they often sum up really well what I'd like to say. So we've always wanted Tom to have a life of purpose, a meaningful life, and not one that was just full of time-filling activities. Our family and our extended families have always worked, and we always assumed that both our children would always work. I was also particularly conscious that Tom should contribute and not just receive, because I've noticed that so often for people with disabilities, they just became receivers. Before I talk through this slide, I'd just like to acknowledge here that Tom's life trajectory may have been very different if I hadn't met Jane Barrett from Community Living Project at a pivotal time in our lives. At that time, when we were considering post-school options for Tom, I was feeling particularly worn down by the low expectations for Tom by others. But thankfully, I met Jane at that time, and through her, we were introduced to CLP and their micro-enterprise project and Circles of Support initiative. And as well, we started hearing about SRV. And whilst this sounds a bit dramatic, this sort of meeting was really quite life-changing for us because it was at a crucial time. And since then, we've been supported to always go for the great things in life for Tom. This was also the first time I heard about having a vision for Tom. Now, if you've been watching the conference so far, a lot of the sessions will make reference to these characteristics that I'm about to talk about. There's some universal characteristics of what a good life looks like. And 
Tom and I looked at these together, and these are the ones that he chose that were really most important to him. And this is what's helped us so far shape his vision, these key points. I realised a little while back, though, that Tom's vision for a good life at one stage was really my vision for his good life. And it's not his vision if I pick the characteristics that I think are important. So we try to be really mindful of this when we're helping him make choices and plans for the future. And these are the characteristics that Tom chose. So family, that's pretty important to you, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. A place to call home. And currently home is our family home, but one day it might look different. It might be his own place, hopefully. Uh, Friends. Friends are a big part of Tom's life. Yeah. As I said, he went out and had beer and chicken wings last night with some friends, which was fun. Work and especially meaningful work. That's really important. He also needs to have a sense of safety and security to be viewed as human and treated with respect and be dealt with honestly, be treated as an individual and capable, and having, very importantly, a say in decisions that affect his life. He also really likes to just be part of ordinary activities of human life. That's where he is his best self. And he likes to contribute. Contributing is really important. And from a young age, he's been very active in contributing to community and good health, which is something we're working on, hey? People often ask us where we get the ideas for Tom and where we found his team of pay support. And these days, because it wasn't always the case, but these days we always try to think typical. There is less special or less therapy in Tom's life and there's just a lot more ordinary. And so we think about things like where are other young men at the moment? Where do they hang out and what are they doing? Or young people, where are they meeting and what are they wearing? Because image is important. Like it or not, it is. And when we're out and about or we have people into our house or at social events, I look around and I think, who's asking Tom questions? Who's showing genuine interest in what he's doing, in his hobbies, his business? Who's listening to his jokes? And who chooses to sit next to him at dinners and events? Who remembers him and remembers to ask what he's been doing? And these people could be, you know, hairdressers, checkout chicks, one of his customers, a neighbour, people were everywhere and we're always on the lookout for them. So I was joked that you're potentially someone that could um, be in Tom's life because we're always on the lookout for good people. And we don't look for qualifications or experience in a person because we, we reckon that when we find the right person that matches our values and will support Tom's vision, then Tom and our family can share what's needed to help them be the bridge as Janet Cleese put it, to support him best. And again, I like this slide because, you know, it's something that I think we need to remember. If we only look at the diagnosis and not the person, then we'll be restricted by the limitations and low expectations that this diagnosis usually bring. So Janet Cleese mentioned yesterday in, well, not yesterday, in the pre-conference presentation, that when groups of people with disability are together, then others in the community will see the disability and not the person. So we actively avoid settings that group people together and congregate or segregate people with disability. And in regards to Tom's business, um, if you look at his Facebook page or any of his advertising material, there's absolutely no reference to disability because it's actually not relevant. Tom is the person that's doing the job, he's good at it, and his disability is is irrelevant to his work. 
So mentioning work, I think, Tom, this is where I'd like you to talk about this picture and a bit yeah. of the information about your business. When I was in year 10, I started to think about what I would do when I was yeah. school. wasn't giving me any ideas to say, well, working in a shelter workshop, which I didn't want to do. So my family and I started thinking about what I like, what my schools and interests were, and I explored some work experience and volunteer options. Five years ago, I started my own micro-enterprise called Ground Control by Magicton. And here is a photo of me with my first PA Craig. <laughs> During this time, I've built my business time with 50 regular clients. Many have been with me since day one. The story has been told on TV, in a newspaper, and NDIS publications, and life. Lots of people know about me and Sam for Trouble made a ton of them feel very proud. Okay. Yeah, that, that photo was actually in the advertiser uh, local paper a couple of years ago, so that was pretty exciting. Great photo. The garden's going a bit since then and Ollie's got a bit bigger, hasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you've got a new PA now too. So um, I'd just like to add a bit more here, even though Tom's described his micro-enterprise really well and what it means to him. Why, why is a micro-enterprise good for you, Tom? Um, I like working and routine of work. If I didn't do this, I'd probably stay in bed all day on my iPad and eat. My job is well suited to me as I like to be outdoors and I'm fit and strong. I'm also really good at mowing lawns and enjoy making my customers happy. I used to be worried about being homeless when I got older, but I know how worry now because I know I can work out and earn some money. I have learned lots of new skills. And I've also met loads of new people. And I like being known as a business owner. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So as I said, um, Tom's described that well and what it means to him. But I'd just like to explain why I've chosen this image as well to explain Tom's business a little bit. Because I often talk about a ripple effect. By that I mean that Tom and his micro-enterprise is that initial drop of water in a pool of water. And the benefits and opportunities keep rippling on. And there, there's so many things that have happened to you in your life because of his micro-enterprise that we didn't foresee. So you started off with a handful of clients who were mainly friends. And through hard work and a great service, Tom has grown his business and um, grown it by referrals and recommendations, which we know in business is the the best way to get new clients and new business. And he's become known locally just by driving around and being part of his community by his uh, Facebook page, which has got about 500 followers, I think now, and also his business name. Ground Control by Major Tom has proven a, a real hit as a name. And um, you've had people that have been David Bowie fans that have contacted him, that have wanted to use his services. Sometimes people have asked you if they're doing some fundraising, yeah. if you can perhaps donate something or be part of it. So, um, you know, people know about him. I was in the chemist a while back and I was standing there and I heard someone in front of me talking about this great business name they'd heard of and it was Ground Control by Major Tom. So there I was in the local chemist and people were talking about you and what you were doing. And I think, you know, the key to success is starting with something that Tom was good at. So something that suited his needs, something that he enjoyed, and started slowly and building his work hardiness. So, you know, we knew that you liked to be outside, that you were fit and strong, like you said, and you enjoyed the rhythm of mowing. So starting off with a handful of clients and now 
you know, through work and time, um, it was five years yeah. uh, in two weeks' time that he's had his business and getting people to know um, good people around you too, I think, which, again, I love that phrase of using uh, support people being a, a bridge for Tom to connect to community. So these are the key points really that help Tom stay successful and sustained in your business. So yeah. you started off one day a week. Yeah, then build it to two, then three. Yeah, and you used to do two jobs a day. And roughly how many did you do now? Maybe six or seven. Yeah, and I think you've got 10 next week, so watch out. You've got a big day. In one day, 10. Yeah. <laughs> so there we go. But again, as I said, you know, I really give thanks to Tom having a micro-enterprise to it's continued to give you routine and meaning and this has been especially highlighted through the last year with the, the changes that COVID brought. You were still able to get out and about and work with really, you know, safe measures and that was probably the, the only thing that stayed the same for you and was really important and I know your customers were really grateful that you could continue as well. The other thing that that started at the same time as you like Enterprise was um, we developed a circle of support. And I haven't named anything on this diagram because I think it's really important that people think of these domains as their own and think of a circle as, as what it means to them. But more than anything, you can see that Tom is the centre of the circle and he touches every part of it. So nothing is about him without him. The circle members and our family uh, are the keepers of your vision and we support you to help make informed choices. And our roles uh, and the circle member roles are varied and many. Tom's circle members are still the inaugural members. You've invited one new person yeah. to your circle, but they have loved being part of uh, your life in a, in a conscious way in the yeah. last five years. And apart from the joy and opportunities that you've had together, it's also been a great source of comfort to our family to know that others care so much. And we know there's a level of safeguarding that is happening and will continue to happen. So the circle is meaningful to all of us, I think, um, and everyone that's in that group too. So here's some photos, Tom. Can you, do you want to talk about these? These photos show lots of circle gatherings. Over the past five years, we have done many things together. We have shared lots of food and all got to know each other more. We have walked at the beach um, in the hills, had singing and games night, and also been to some music events. Some of these community activities that we have um, done together and I have really enjoyed here been walking and fundraising for homelessness, shelter attending, uh, music quiz night, and recently I've started volunteering at Treasure Boxes with one of my circle members. Mm. The circle has been there for me when I have had some tough times and I know I can call them if I need a chat or want to catch up. It has been great knowing I have a whole group of people that really care about me and want me to have a good life. Yeah, thanks. There has been lots of food, hasn't there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and lots of jokes and lots of songs, which has been really special. Do you want to mention who a couple of your circle members, how you got to meet them in the first place? So one circle member, Jane, was my first SSO from kindy and junior primary school. Another one was my reception teacher and another one was my high school teacher. Yeah. And I think... Um, 
I really love that because I think it really highlights that one of Tom's really special skills is his ability to um, endear himself to people. And he brings a lot of people into our lives and people stay in our lives because of him. And it's an absolute special quality. And, you know, when I've been listening to other speakers talk about some of the, the things that we know about the people we love, looking at those characteristics are also really important. So, um, yeah, I'm really, I'm really proud of you, Tom, the way you do that. So that slide up now, what I've learned as a parent, well, <laughs> I suppose uh, a few key words. Um, we honestly do know our kids best and, you know, that old trust your gut thing, I can't sort of highlight that enough. Through um, Tom's life, I was often told that my dreams and aspirations for him were unrealistic and I was in denial. I had that a lot. I had so many people giving me eye rolls along the way. And it was really lovely to hear Janet Cleese talking about believing in the capacity and leadership of families because, you know, as I said, we do know our kids best. So that's definitely a key is, is trust your instinct and to always have high expectations. I mean, from day dot, we said we'd have high expectations and we'd adjust as we went along if we needed to. I don't think we've really needed to. You've always reached... um reached high and, and achieved a lot. And I also know that we have to model our beliefs because if we're not going to have these beliefs in our kids and our, and our loved ones, and um, if we're not going to do it, then who is? So we need to model what we say as well. Having a vision, that keeps coming through time and time again, and it's so important. I was looking at Tom's vision again yesterday, which we do, and we check in on it regularly to make sure, as I said before, that it's his vision and not just mine or our families. And I was talking to Jan recently and I said, I actually think we should write it in pencil um, and change it as needed. And that's not failure. That's just um, growing, growing and learning more. So having a vision and making sure we share that vision because it's no good if it's just in my head or in you know, sitting on my desk, it's got to be front and centre for everybody that that knows Tom and knows what he wants in his life. Find your people and bring them on the journey with you. The mother, Arosha, yesterday, she said something that I just love. She said, shower yourself with good people and positive stories. And I thought, wow, I love that. And, you know, I've been so fortunate in the last 20 years to have attended conferences like this, to be connected with organisations and good people who have generously shared their stories. And they've been my inspiration, my motivation to keep going and to always aim high. So having good people around you. I haven't got the time or energy to convince people who don't get it. <laughs> I just, I think, um, I, I just don't. But I have got the time and energy to invest in good people and to strengthen their knowledge about how to best support Tom. So right back when Tom first started going to school, I made sure that when I went to a school or I was approaching a new group about uh, whether he, he would attend, I did that in person because I wanted to check for reaction. Because like I said, I didn't want lip service. I wanted him to be genuinely valued and wanted to be included. And if I could sense that it wasn't genuine, then I just, I just didn't have the time to work on that. So we found places that Tom was valued and that's how we would continue to roll. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, this last comment, 
And this again has been said, it's not always easy, but it's worth it. Other parents have said that this is a commitment, but, but parenting is. That's the way I see it. And whilst it's not easy, the alternative isn't easy other, otherwise as well. So I'd rather be busy helping Tom to have a good life than a bad one. So really, it's a no-brainer for me. But Tom, this is about you. So I think you need to have the final words, Kay. Yeah. Leaving school and moving into adult life can feel stressful, but thinking about what I wanted to do when I finished school early on and having a plan was really helpful. I know I can say what I want and people around me will help me to achieve that. I know I have choices and I don't let others change my goals. Funding from the NIS has helped me to build a good paid team around me, but I also have lots of support, family, friends and circle members who want me to have a good life. I am very proud of what I have achieved so far and I am excited for what it is to come. Thank you for listening. <laughs> well done. Thanks. Thank you, Tom and Helen. I'm so inspired by your story there, Tom. That was wonderful. So I have a question here for you um, and this might be for both of you. How do you look for people to be in the circle of support and do they get paid to be in the role? Um, no. And where they get paid? In your circle? In my circle, no, they don't. No. So that's a freely given role. And when we started talking about a circle of support, Tom and I sat together and we thought about people that he knew and people in his life and he he drafted up who he wanted to come in that little bit closer and then through having a, a consultant, a, a circle facilitator rather, that person then invited those people in and everyone said yes. <laughs> and this is this yeah. other point that was so um, important to me is that I would never have asked those people. I was still in that headspace of thinking, would we be a bother? Is it too much to ask? And so, you know, I spent a lot of time talking to the facilitator saying, make sure that they know they don't have to do it. We, we'll still like them, you know, <laughs> but everybody was real to, uh, to be invited. And, um, I think one thing that I love about Tom's circle as time's gone on and, and everyone's become really familiar with each other and, you know, learned more about Tom and, and what he likes and how to include him in other ways. I've also noticed it's a real two-way street and Tom has really supported those circle members too. So again, it's not just about receiving, it's about him contributing yeah. into that circle and into those people's lives. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I think that's a, a really important thing. So we had a circle meeting Monday night yeah. and as I said, always lots of food and chat and laughs and uh, got some good things planned coming up too. Yeah, yeah that's fabulous. Well, I think you've touched on a few key things there, the idea of not feeling like, um, you know, it's a burden to ask people because a lot of people are willing and it is a two-way street. Oh, There's a lot that um, everybody has to contribute in both directions. And I'm glad you talked about the business name because it's a pearl art, it's a good one. So thank you both. Thanks very much. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Thanks for listening. See ya. You've been listening to Imagine More Podcast. If you enjoyed it, don't forget to review us and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And go to imaginemore.org.au for more great content.